1: Presented by T Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
0: Welcome back to hour number two of the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Get ready for the most up to date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders.
2: They got an hour left. I'm what? Kyle, that's James. We'll give way to d and KC at noon. I want to thank everybody for riding with us, whether you're on the radio, the free Odyssey app, or on ESPN 1320 TV, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320 or youtube.com slash ESPN 1320. You can participate. You can watch there, and you can participate in the chatty house. We have a ton of fun in there uh, as well. So I want to talk more about these Pascal Siakam numbers and why the the latest news on what he wants and doesn't want just kind of confirms that the move doesn't really make sense for the Kings. We'll talk about that from a financial standpoint, though. Not necessarily a basketball standpoint, but before we get to that, I want to get to the seven Kings wins you made in heaven. I was cool. thinking about this today. Okay. On the way in, and I was like, man, they've had, it feels like they've really hit the spectrum of, of types of wins this year. Okay. They've had blowout wins, and they've had come-from-behind wins, and they've had Blow out losses or um they've had they've had games where they've getting they're getting blown out and they and they come back and or they were blowing somebody out and then it gets closer and it needs to. So I put this list together. So I'll tell you the list and then and then we'll run through some of the games and why they're in those in those marks. Okay. <laughs> the first Kings win you meet in heaven. The we're gonna be championship win. This is a nod to Leandro Barbosa, something he said uh, during the twenty fifteen season when he was with Golden State. Said we're going to be championship. So and now he's on the Kings staff. You didn't make that connection. So mm-hmm. shout out to Leandro Barbosa. But the Kings have two wins like this: November twenty fourth at Minnesota, when they won one twenty four one eleven, and then December thirty first at Memphis, when they won one twenty three to ninety two. Best defensive performance. Mike Brown said the best def- defensive performance they've had since he's been here.
3: Yep. It's like man,
2: what a team went into Memphis who was who was hot and blew them out.
3: All right, came back the next game. At home and lost Charlotte Hornets. <sighs> just saying. Well, go That's ahead. Gonna,
2: all right. I need to roll through. I'll roll through them and then we'll go through some of the games. All right. Then there's the measuring stick win. That is the second Kings win you meet in heaven. The measuring stick win is like, all right, good win. That shows you, that kind of shows you where you stack up with, with some of the other top teams in the West. All right. Number three, <laughs> Oklahoma City. Let's just let's play Oklahoma City and beat them. All right. Number four, a vibes win. Get a win, and that's just there's that great vibes around that win. Okay, some really really good vibes. And I had a hard time with that one, so we'll we'll discuss it. Number five, the sledgehammer win, just the blowout, just dominated team start to finish. Yep, and you feel good about it. All right, number six, the sixth Kings win you meet in heaven, the would have been a loss five years ago. Win, <laughs> it's a lot of them. That's the biggest category. Oh, we'll dive into those. And the final Kings win you meet in heaven is the win that felt like a loss.
3: Oh, yes.
2: That's not exclusive to the Kings. Every team has those. So I mentioned that the we're going to be championship wins. The measuring stick wins this year. I have both the wins against Phoenix, the early December one at Phoenix, the late December one home against Phoenix, and then the December 2nd game against Denver. Okay. I marked those down as games that, Okay. Uh, Phoenix, a little banged up for both of them. I think the first one, they didn't have Kevin Durant or Bradley Beal. The second one, they did not have Bradley Beal, but you went into, Mem- you went into Phoenix, handled them, you handled them here at home, even with Kevin Durant. And then the Denver one, Denver was on the back end of a road back to back. So it's like, okay, that's where the Kings are. They're playing in this pool. They're playing in the deep end with the top teams in the West.
3: Yeah. Agreed? I yeah, I Yeah, I totally agree. Okay. Like those are, are big they're your signature wins of the year. And and again, I think the funny thing is when you look at a box score, when you look at a list of games that you're that the Kings won, mm-hmm. it doesn't show things like that Denver was on the second night of a back to back. Right. Right. If you're on a back to back, yeah, when you're looking at the schedule. So you have to kind of dive deep into some of these wins and be like, okay. Yeah. Like how big of a win was this? Um I would say measuring stick wins like th- like the OKC games too. Mm-hmm. Like there, I RC. just
2: wanted to make the, I just wanted to make a little joke with that one. It was going to be oh, six, fun. and then I was going through. I was like, Ah, they beat they beat OKC. They handled OKC on November 10th without Dr and Fox. Yep. And then they beat them again in mid December. Yeah. I mean, two separate months, two separate versions of each team. They've won both, and Oklahoma City, City is sitting there near the top of the West, and the Kings have have two wins over them. Exactly. So. Oklahoma City—that's that, pretty self-explanatory. The vibes wins. Okay. I have the season opener at Utah. Yep. That was Harrison Barnes goes off, and it's like, oh, pff, vibes are back. Yep. The November fifteenth game at the Lakers, one twenty-five to one ten, just kind of smoked them at Crypto. Staples, and then the November twenty-eighth win against Golden State. That was the twenty-four point, twenty-three point comeback.
4: Okay, a Great vibes win.
3: That's the the in-season tournament game. Yes. That's that win, and that was great vibes. Great yeah. vibes. Yeah.
2: Especially because I think the in-season tournament played a role because of the point differential stuff. And so as the Kings are climbing back, it's like, man, they just got to cut it, cut it under, under 12, I think, or 11, whatever. It would, yeah. You know, it's like, get it to 10, and you can lose the game but move on, and all right, it's not that bad of a And then they came back and, and won the game outright. Uh, the Sledgehammer wins. Uh, Cleveland one thirty two one twenty at home without De'Aaron Fox.
3: That was a huge, just, huge win.
2: Just, I, I mean, yes. uh, l- looked like they were in a different class than Cleveland. Dallas November nineteenth at Dallas one twenty nine one thirteen. I think uh, Luca and Kyrie combined for forty eight points in that one. Yep. And the Kings did a did a really nice job and
3: and blew them out in Dallas. They have a problem that like I watched their their game they lost last night D- Dallas. Mm-hmm. It's two dudes and nothing That's else. It. It, it. They are like the 2014, 2015 Oklahoma City Thunder. It's like two dudes and you're getting zilch. Yep. you bad. Go ahead.
2: That's what they were. Last year, they were one dude and nothing else, or a couple years ago. Yeah. And now they're just two dudes and nothing else. Yeah. Um, December 11th against Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. 131-118. That was a game that we're going in like, man, Brooklyn, they can defend. Boy, they can shoot the three. Boy, this is, this is a team that gives the Kings trouble, and the Kings with no trouble.
3: No, no trouble at all. Washington. They walked in, thumped them, and walked out the door.
2: December 16th against Utah, 125-104. That was the Keegan-Murray 47-point night. Oh, yeah. Sledgehammer game. And then December 18th against Washington, 143-131, but that game wasn't as close as a final score.
3: No. Yeah. Kings, Not at all.
2: Kings let Washington climb back down at the very end. <laughs> Would have been a loss five years ago. All right. This is a long one. Oh. Pause November 17th at San Antonio, they won 129-120, but they fell behind 23-7 to in the first quarter. Yep. They came back to win that one. December 29th at Atlanta, they were down 31-8 to in the first quarter and came back to win. I think the the Orlando game, 138-135, double OT. I don't uh-huh. think they win that one five years
3: ago. Okay. No, that's that's a good one. I mean, like toe to toe with the team, and w- who's going to come out on top?
2: I waffled on whether to make that a measuring stick game.
3: Yeah, I I, I don't make it a, been a, a good in the East. They are, but they also lost Franz Wagner and uh, and Harris in that game. Gary Harris in that oh, game. Oh yeah, it's true. And so it takes away a little bit for for me.
2: Okay, all right. January 9th at Detroit. That was last night. They were down eighteen after the first quarter, and mm-hmm. down as many as twenty in the first quarter. I've January 5th against Toronto 135-130. They lost the second half of that game 73 to 58. And Toronto had multiple chances to tie it late in the fourth
3: quarter. Yeah, they were up 20 something at half. They yeah. I, it was Dude, 70 I left. It was 79 to I mean 71 to 49 at half, something like that. Yeah,
2: I went, "Hey, you know what? I'm getting out of here. I a <laughs> Long drive home. If it was close, I was going to stick around, but eh, all right, I'm out." Yeah. And then I get home. <laughs> One by five, like Um, what in the world wins that felt like a loss? October 29th against the Lakers, 132 127 in OT. That was a game De'Aaron Fox got hurt. And if you remember earlier in the year, oh, yeah, it's like, oh boy, like this is because all the prognostication about the Kings before the season was, hey, they're two, there's no way they stay healthy again. And then De'Aaron Fox in like the second or third game Mm. twists his ankle. Um, and then November 8th at Portland. That was the 121-118 OT win against a very shorthanded Blazers team. That was that was one of those ones that we came in and it was like, boy, like they won. But
3: Isn't oof. it weird that twice you, you've lost to, well, one, you went to overtime and one game you lost to Portland?
2: Yeah, I wonder if that's just kind of an odd matchup thing for them.
3: Well, it, I mean, a lot of it is that you don't have anyone to match up with, with Jeremy Grant. And while I don't think Jeremy mm. Grant is like the end-all be-all, He's long, he's him. athletic, and he just keeps scoring on the Kings. Yeah.
4: Hmm. Hmm.
2: So that's it. The seven Kings wins you made it heaven.
3: Okay. Uh, I, I really like it. Yeah, you did. You you spent some time on that. I did. Yeah, I dig thanks. it. There thanks. There are a lot of games this year. Um, we could do the same, seven uh, or the nine levels of hell. <laughs> Like, I, because I am, a, I, I yeah. actually took an entire course on Dante's Inferno in, in college. And, As one does. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I could sit here, you know, like, we could if go If you through. want to
2: put that together, by all means. We'll maybe do it
3: yeah, maybe we can do that tomorrow. Or and ne- no, we let's don't...
2: let's save it for next time they lose, uh. which maybe tomorrow. <laughs> uh,
3: tonight, you mean. Tonight, yeah, which tonight. may
2: be the show tomorrow.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, that's funny.
2: All right. Uh, let's get into, we're going to bring back good, bad, and ugly. We haven't done that in a while, but I think it really fits last night's game. I also, we need to get to the sound from the Toronto Raptors coach last night.
3: Absolutely love it.
2: I have never heard a coach, Darko, uh, I've <laughs> never heard a coach lay into officials like this. And if you've not heard it, you're going to want to stick around and listen. That's I- coming up next Absolutely love on it on ESPN 1320.
0: You're listening to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2, Sacramento Sports Leader. Now back to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson, brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN
2: 1320. Well, damn. I was going to get to to sound from the Raptors, coach, but before we do that, we have some breaking NFL news. Hot diggity. Not anything I expected. I wrote down yesterday on the rundown the possible coaches who could still get let go. Mm-hmm. Matt Eberflus in Chicago, although uh, reports this morning say that he's sticking around for 2024. Uh, it was Mike Vrabel who got fired right before the show. Uh, there's uh, uh, Bill Belichick in New England. Mike McCarthy, if Dallas flames out early, Nick Sirianni, if Philly flames out early, like there's all these things. Pete Carroll is out as the head coach in Seattle. That's according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. Carroll is expected to be out as the Seahawks head coach. He could still remain in the organization, but not as the head coach. Damn.
3: Wild. Damn.
2: I get it though. Like at some point a thing runs its course and it feels like the Pete Carroll thing had kind of run its course. Okay,
3: I mean, like, look they they did have like a pretty strong collapse, but I also did not think that they were nearly as good as people thought they were. Well, that, but I think that's the, the thing
2: is that I I think they they as a team thought that like okay hey we're ready to compete with the Niners we're ready to compete in the yeah. NFC and then they missed the playoffs entirely and they didn't get better. Well, yeah, and but, they've they've now been since like the Russell Wilson the peak Russell Wilson was ten years ago.
3: Yeah, but I would also say like watching ago. last season. They overplayed their their talent level by so far. So if yeah. you're gonna give him, if you're gonna bump him out the door because he he took a team that had no business being as good as they were last year and helped lead them to what they they were able to accomplish, and then like use that as a standard the next season when you still didn't have the the talent, I don't know. That's tough.
2: One one here's the other thing. Geno Smith is 34 years old. He has he's under contract through
3: 2025.
2: Mm. And if you're thinking about moving on at quarterback or, or bringing in a new quarterback, you probably want to hire a new head coach who is going to be able to pick that quarterback. Because if you roll with what you're rolling with and maybe you draft a quarterback and you invest resources into that position and you're like, all right, hey, this is, this is going to be it. And you do that with Pete Carroll. Mm-hmm and it doesn't work, now you're setting yourself back. So I think here they're just kind of getting ahead of that.
3: No, I think it's probably the right move too. Like, you're right. It does run its course. Uh, he had a great run, 14 seasons. incredible. Two uh, two Super Bowl appearances, one victory. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, he put awesome. them back on the map because they weren't on the map. Uh, you know, they had this... The, oh, they were going nowhere, downtrodden man. ...downtrodden franchise for a long time.
2: Yeah, no, he uh, hell of a run for Pete Carroll, especially you consider his time at USC. The fact that he went from unsuccessful nfl head coach to college very successful college coach back to the nfl to be a very successful nfl coach for a decade and a half yeah that is a really remarkable run so shout out to Pete carroll his uh his tenure as the seattle seahawks head coach is over all right if you've not listened to the sound from last night the raptors lost to the to the los angeles lakers and the Lakers in the final frame shot, I believe, 29 free throws. Is that right? 29 free throws?
3: They S- shot, they I- shot I a ton. I think it was 22-23.
2: They shot a ton of free throws in the final frame. For the game, the, the, the Raptors shot 13 free throws. It was 36 for L.A. in a 132-131 win for the Los Angeles Lakers. In the last quarter, 23 free throws. For the Lakers, two. For the Raptors, two. <laughs> in a one-point Raptors loss, and their head coach Darko uh, Rajakovich. R- R- R-
3: sounds good to be. Let's roll with it.
2: Our guy Darko let this rip in his post-game press conference.
5: That's 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 outrageous. What happened tonight? Th- this is completely BS. Th- this is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in the in fourth quarter. Like, how to play the game. I, all, I understand uh, respect for all stars and all that, but we have star players on our team as well. How's possible is Scotty Barnes who is all-star caliber player in this league, he goes every single time to the rim with force and trying to get, get uh, to, the, to the rim without flopping and, and not trying to get foul calls. He gets two uh, free throws for the whole game. How is that possible? How are you going to explain that, that, that to me? If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. And what's happening over here during the whole season, I've been holding you back. It's a complete crap.
4: I'm a winner.
2: Incredible. If you're going to be a head coach and you're going to un- unleash your fury yes. on the officials that's the way to do it don't go i disagreed with the calls or you know that was bad officiating that was a bad. Nah, let it rip dude i say I'm... i've been this is not just tonight this is all year i did small nitpick scotty Barn never going to be the face of the nba and that's fine scotty is an excellent player he's a but, face of <laughs> nba canada <laughs> but, uh, there but. you go all right that's fair but no i i i <laughs> i'm with him man i know i know that that officiating is a problem in the NBA and I know that that the NBA will come out and you know tell you that that they review these plays and refs are held accountable and this and that but t- a 23 to 2 free throw discrepancy and and th- this is a great point with the Warriors you'll see that a- especially during the the prime of their run you would see that a lot where there'd be these huge free throw discrepancies in favor of the other team but it's like yeah that's what happens when you when you shoot a lot of three pointers mm-hmm. and you're not trying to get to the rim and when you're undersized and the other other team is trying to get to the rim and you're you're fouling, but that's not the team the Raptors are. He says it. Scotty Barnes goes to the rim with force. Scotty Barnes a big dude. There's no way every time he goes to the rack, he's not getting a foul. And if you're if you're calling so many fouls on, for on your on the Raptors where the Lakers are shooting 23 free throws, if you're going to call that type of game, then the Raptors should be shooting more than two free throws. We just saw
3: it here in Sacramento. They like to go to the rim. They like to play in the paint. Yeah, they're physical. They yeah. they attack the rim. Yes. They are a very, very physical team. And, like, look, I, we've seen this play out in Sacramento so many times. Like, it, it, I get it. I'll tell you, Scotty Barnes against the Kings, zero free throw attempts. It, the next game against the Warriors, zero free throw attempts. The next game is this game that he's talking about. He has two. But Man. Like, look, I, this Scotty is... Barnes
2: uh, is getting fouled more often than that. Trust. Yeah, yeah. It's it, a complete crap.
3: <laughs> this is completely BS. <laughs> I love it. I love that this is now part of our.
2: I wish he had. I wish that he was a listener of this program, and I wish that he had closed that rant with this.
3: You can suck it. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: Thanks.
2: No, Thanks, I, I just I. Like I said, I'm, I'm almost, almost always, almost, with exception, I am almost always in the camp of, meh, like, the refs, yeah, they could make bad calls, but there's other plays that you could make that eliminate the refs from the equation, this and that, da-da-da-da. That's usually where I land. And I usually land on, yeah, you know what, a couple bad calls when it gets to 49ers in the Browns game. Yeah. But they've had bad calls go their way too, and over the over the course of however many games, I think it kind of comes out in the wash. Whatever. A twenty-three to two free throw discrepancy, and you just read it. Scotty Barnes has shot two free throws in his last three games. Yeah, this is. I love that the coach went out. This is not a one-off. No. This was not the Lakers complaining that LeBron James gets fouled too much and that they're sending video to the league and stuff.
3: Even though he's like fourth in the league in free throw attempts. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And honestly. Frankly, they probably have a point. But this is crazy. This is outrageous. And I and I think that, that you have a head coach going up and, and not only standing up for his players, but trying to even this thing out. Like calling out the I think it needs to happen more often. And I and I commend our guy Darko for for coming out and, and saying frankly what, what needed to be said in that spot. Uh, it's a complete crap.
3: I I agree. It it was a complete crap.
2: Yeah. I can't like and I also want to thank him. For giving us just... This is completely <laughs> BS. Some incredible, incredible stuff. He does. He on, gave the, a, on the board.
3: On the board. The board. I, I might need to be able to touch the board at this point. <laughs> like, I'm
2: not supposed to touch anything,
3: but I, I might need we to. Can,
2: like, I will, before... Hopefully, before you get in here tomorrow, I will set that up in there so I can show you how to do that.
3: It's <laughs> really? very easy. Should Should you, though, Kyle?
2: Yeah, yeah. Because all it, it's a page, and you'll have buttons, and then you just click those buttons. Awesome. I'm in. All right. Anyways,
3: we're going to get to good, bad, and ugly, but that got derailed by our guy. You know what we should do right now while we still have like 45 seconds? We should probably uh, announce our Jiffy Lube player of the game for last night.
2: Yeah. Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game. It's Domas. D-O-M-A-S. So here's what you're going to do. ESPN1320.com. There's a Jiffy Lube logo front and center. That's right. Click on that. Enter the code word Domas. D-O-M-A-S. Because Damanis Sabonis is the Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game.
3: 37 points, 13 assists, 10 rebounds.
2: If you do that, enter the code word Domas, you will be entered to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. We've had people, a ton of people in the chat already win. Mm -hmm. And Manny was here yesterday, standing in the window awkwardly. (laughs) I was like, Manny, what's up? I was waving. He gave me double birds. It's (laughs) crazy. (laughs) I did see him.
3: They're like... Yeah, oh, ESPN thir- Kyle.
2: ESPN1320.com, Jiffy Lube logo, click that, enter the code word Domas, and you will be entered to win a $100 gift certificate to Jiffy Lube, courtesy of our friends at Jiffy Lube. And let me tell you, I went to Jiffy Lube yesterday. Oh, that was awesome. Two days ago. Two days. It was great. Got my car done, in and out of there, a little oil change, a transmission. transmission fluid, Oof. a tire rotation. Feels great. Awesome. When your car has 250,000 miles on it, you notice those things. You better take care of it. Got to. And Jiffy Lube... Took good care of me. They'll do the same for you. So get that $100 gift certificate by entering today at ESPN1320.com. Code word DOMAS. All right. Good, bad, ugly from the Kings game last night. There's plenty of both, plus a little bit of NBA coaching news as well. And then we will get to your three keys to a Kings victory tonight against the Charlotte Hornets. That's coming up next on ESPN1320. Sacramento Sports Later.
0: You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento Sports Leader. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
6: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
5: It's a complete crap.
0: Now, back to the insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Loop on ESPN 1320.
2: I'm Kyle, he's James. <laughs> D'Lo and KC coming up at noon. <clears throat> talking a ton about the Kings win over the Pistons last night. There was also a little bit of Pascal Siakam news. Did you want to run through those numbers still? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, let's... so so we're going to put good, bad, and ugly from the Kings game on the back burner. Maybe we'll do that with, with Kenny or D'Lo when they come in. But if you missed... The top of the show, Sam Amick reported this morning in The Athletic that Pascal Siakam, quote, would not be excited if he were traded to Sacramento. Uh, Sam has a couple of league sources that said the Kings should have very little, if any, optimism about Siakam resigning this summer if they were to land him. And he also reported that Siakam is seeking a full term. And this is the this is the important thing that we're going to talk about. Siakam is, and this is directly from Sam Amick in the Athletic. Siakam is seeking a full-term max salary deal, no matter where he ultimately lands. And while Siakam has not asked for a trade, the sources say he doesn't view the Kings as a good long-term fit. If the Raptors choose, if <laughs> the Raptors, if the Raptors choose to move him, okay. So initially, the thought was, hey, if Siakam doesn't want to come to Sacramento, the Kings could still conceivably trade for him, and then see if they can convince him to stay over the course of this year, try and you know make a run this year. But the long-term, full-term max salary contract thing throws a wrench in this that that made you say like well then it's off.
3: Yeah, because that's a lot of money. Yeah. Like and we're talking about a guy who's almost 30, mm-hmm. right? This is not you if you're paying him max extension, we're talking about 30, 31, 32, 33, 34 years that's so that's his five-year deal would be would cover those seasons so i uh i made a small like we have we have a little whiteboard and um it it shows like what a king's salary would look like if we were to do something like this Mm -hmm. and what i would like to point out is so a contract we keep hearing a a four-year 192 million dollar contract for siakam if he gets traded somewhere, he's going to want the fifth year, right? This Mm. is like, he's going to want the fifth year. And that fifth year, the first year is going to be at about like 42 million and then 46 and then 50 and then 56. And then that fifth year is going to be like $60 million. That's a lot of millions. It is. So I think it's okay. You're okay in year one where, you know, the league salary cap for next year is 144 to 145 million. If you take Fox, Sabonis, Murray, Monk, and Siakam, the deal that we've talked about that Monk could possibly get, right? This seventeen point four million to start, these are all like approximated all the way through, but this seventeen point four million, you'd be at 145 million dollars. So the problem that Yikes. you have is that's with only five players. Yikes. 145 million with five players which means you at least need nine more players to fill out your roster. You can still get in probably underneath the the luxury tax in this situation. Year two, we have this, it jumps to 158. That's a lot of money. And, And you're like, okay, but that still might be possible. Then you start talking about, hey, TV money might come in, like things could change, you might be okay. Sure. Right? We get to year three of this team. And again, if they're a championship team, hey, that's fine. All bets off. We're totally fine with this. But if we get here to year three, Fox now, because he's an all NBA player and he'll probably be a multi time all NBA player, he can sign an extension that starts at 52 million, goes up to 56. Just look at uh, Brown's salary from the Celtics, right? So that's a concern. The other concern, Sabonis jumps up to forty-eight million. Now here's the other deal. Keegan Murray, he's due his rookie scale extension. It's gonna jump to twenty-eight million bucks. Right here, we have Monk over twenty million. Siakam jumps to fifty million. Your payroll's 198 million. And again, Kyle, we're talking about five players. Five players. Lord, man. Now we get to the fourth year, you're at 215 million dollars. Siakam's making 56, De'Aaron's making 56, Sabonis is making 51, Keegan's making 30, Malik Monk is like wondering where is my money at 21.5 million and that's saying that you did not add anyone else and that's why it's really dangerous, really, so, really dangerous.
2: So more or less to compact all that down. Yes. Let's say Pascal Siakam does go Hey, you know what? I'm now amenable to signing with the Kings, but only on that full-term supermax deal. That is essentially okay. So let's say let's say it's the Barnes-Herder Mitchell trade. Okay, so that's the players. Yep. Those are the players. And then you're bringing in Pascal Siakam. Yes. So it's those three players, but then down the road it also probably means no Keegan Murray. Possibly. Assuming that he earns a max rookie extension? Yep. Which I think he's tracking toward? Yes. And then what does that do about Malik Monk? Does that mean Malik Monk is also gone?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, so
2: so so now the Kings are trading, even if Pascal Siakam... So let's eliminate the whole he doesn't want to sign with Sacramento thing. Mm-hmm. Even if he did, even if he's like, yeah, that's where I want to be, but only on a full term max, super max salary. It's now Barnes, Herder, and Mitchell and then whatever picks, plus eventually Keegan Murray and eventually Malik Monk.
3: Like that to me is... Very possibly the way that it goes.
2: The The list of players that I would make that specific deal for is short as hell. Super small. And that list of players is all
3: dudes that... Teams aren't letting getting away from them, so <laughs> they're the dudes. They're, <laughs> right. they're like, and like, not to disrespect Siakam, he's a good player, very good player, but I don't think he'll be an All Star again. There's a good chance I'd he be pretty surprised. He won't be an All Star again. So a two time All Star, like that's a lot to give up. That is like a tremendous amount. Now you might not lose Keegan Murray, and I'll also say factored in these first two years here, where where we we have this the first two years of this you would have paid Harrison Barnes 18 million and then 19 million in year 1 and year 2 uh, and you would also have paid Kevin Herder like 17 million and 18 19 million right so so the wa- it, it's close to watch maybe it's a little bit more money for Siakam in the first two years but it's the third year it's a fourth year it's a fifth year and again if you're Monty McNair and you're right and this makes you a championship team hit that button yeah. Let let somebody else pay the tab down the road. Let let Vivek Rana like figure out a way to bring in like partners 35 through 45 as opposed to just like 34 partners. Have them bring in some more money and, and you know like like let's build this thing out and pay luxury tax out the you know Wazoo for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. But you got to be right. And if if you're wrong, this is Siakam would have to be the guy that makes you a championship winner, and he's not. I, well, at least check that. Let me. I don't believe he is. Okay, if you don't think he is, uh, like I understand, I I, I totally get it, I, I, and I don't know if that he is. Mm. I, but that's why when you hear me say Kyle Kuzma, because in year three. Right here, where we get to fifty million dollars for Siakam, right there, and Kyle Kuzma is instead making nineteen point four million. Uh now I got thirty million to play with. Now I'm not at one one ninety eight point five. I'm at one sixty eight point five, and I can start building a team. I still have the option yep. to to create something. Yep. If not, it's really really difficult.
2: Yeah. And for and for for people who couldn't see the whiteboard, (laughs) it was all the numbers and all the salaries laid out. And that's I mean, yeah, this is not about and this isn't even about like, let me this is not even about in a vacuum, Pascal Siakam and Kyle Kuzma, because in a vacuum, to me, Pascal Siakam is a better player. So, and if somebody yeah. wants to quibble with that, fine. But, but for me, like, just, just I'm with it. you. I, follow, I agree. Okay. So, if if somebody, like I said, if someone disagrees, then great. Then you should be even more for the Kyle Kuzma trade. But maybe you're sitting there going, Pascal Siakam's way better and gives the Kings a way better chance to win this year than Kyle Kuzma does. I would argue that that may be the case for this year, mm-hmm. but Kyle Kuzma keeps that window open over the next three years. At least, at least the next three years.
3: Yeah, yeah, that and and I would also say the problem that you have is in if Siakam leaves, you're in a whole bunch of trouble.
2: That's the yeah right. That's the other problem.
3: Right, if if he leaves, you're in you're in a ton of trouble because replacing salaries without having cap space is very very difficult. And it, it's not just that you don't have salary cap space; you also don't have a sixteen or an eighteen million dollar player to trade for someone else, Mm -hmm. whether it's an expiring contract, whether it's whatever it is, a a matching salary thing, you don't have the player to trade. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem. Like uh, players, you can look at, I mean, it's horrible to do it, to look at them as assets, right? But they are as far as a, a basketball team, but also their salary in itself, that block of money is also an asset that can mm-hmm. be traded for another asset. If you don't even have those pieces to trade, mm-hmm. it becomes a little dicey. Man. Yeah. Complex, man. I wish the
2: NBA just did it like the NFL.
3: <laughs> Where everyone just like, here's the hard cap.
2: How, however much you're making this year, that's what the cap is. Yeah, I know that you can mess with it a little bit in the NFL. but yep. All right. So Pascal Siakam deal, if it's not entirely <laughs> off the table, it's dangling on the edge. And I'd yeah. say it's probably, if he doesn't want to sign with the Kings, it's off the table.
3: Yeah. so anyway. I mean, you do, in that situation, you give yourself a couple of months for him to change his mind. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know. I don't know that that's worth the risk at all. Because, you know, the one player who does know what this feels like is Pascal Siakam, who won a championship with Kawhi Leonard and then watched him leave that offseason.
4: Mm.
2: It's a complete... Crap! So what he said when Kawhi Leonard left. <laughs> All right, let's real quick before before I think it's going to be Kenny today, Casey comes in for the handoff. Let's get to keys to the game. A, Sorry, real quick. Three, two, and one. Let's get to the keys to the game. James, what is your first key to a Kings victory tonight against the Charlotte Hornets?
3: Show up. You didn't show up in Detroit and almost got your boop kicked. You can say ass. Yes. I can. You almost got your ass kicked. Mm-hmm. You this didn't show up. BS. It is completely BS. He gave up 47 points in the first quarter. Boy. You do that again, there's a good chance you're going to get uh, in some trouble. Although, Charlotte is missing LaMelo. Mark Williams, Gordon Hayward, Frank Telekina and then uh, P.J. Washington is doubtful, and Cody Martin is questionable. Yikes. So they, they're trying the Kings, to give you one. What? The
2: Kings... Possibly struggling against a bad shorthanded team?
3: That's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, That's Kyle. Crazy.
2: <laughs> um, my first key is along those lines, you got to play clean the Kings. Last night, part of the reason they struggled in the first quarter was because they turned the ball over, I believe it was seven times in the quarter. They had 13 first-half turnovers, 21 for the game. You can't have that. You, you have to take care of the basketball. Yes. Like that's that's true every game, but that's how bad teams stick around in these games. You take care of the basketball, you blow them out, and you move on with your road
3: trip. Number two. Number two. Uh, how about you take away Terry Rogier? Yeah, got to do it. And the, the fact that you have to worry about Terry Rogier, um is a problem, but the guy's averaging 24 points a game. He is a bucket. He has been a bucket for years in the NBA. He's, he's actually a pretty good basketball player. Mm-hmm. They have him. They have Miles Bridges, and then you're going to play against a bunch of randos. You might have a. You might have Brandon Williams. Uh, I think Brandon Williams will be there. Uh, but this is not a good team. Takeaway: They're one player. Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller. Uh, my bad. Uh, Brandon Miller. Not not. I Mark hope Brandon Williams. Williams isn't there. Not Mark Williams. Uh, yeah. Is Brandon Williams allowed to practice? Uh, no, he's not allowed to practice. Okay. All right, just Brandon sure. Williams is not allowed to practice <laughs> or in the practice facility or a shoot around, Kyle. <laughs> All right, good to know. He he will not be
2: there. Uh, this goes along with your Terry Rozier thing. You got a great, great Keegan Murray game on offense last night. He had a great, great Keegan Murray game on defense tonight. Whether he's defending Brandon Miller, whether he's defending Miles Bridges or Terry Rozier, Keegan Murray needs to be really, really good on the defensive end tonight. Right.
3: Okay. Uh, I'm with you. And I would like to see uh, Keon Ellis also step up and be the guy who you try on, a guy mm. like Terry Rozier. Yeah. Great I think point. that's a good matchup.
2: Yep. I think at some point, though, especially if it's close and it's late, I think you have to go length on Terry Rozier. Yep. Because if not, he's going to hit some wild shots over a guy like Keon. All right. Uh, number three. Last one. Uh,
3: get your secondary guys going. And I know this sounds weird to call Keegan Murray, Kevin Herter, and Harrison Barnes secondary guys, but that's the job of Demona Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox. They are your primary ball handlers. They're your primary distributors. Figure out a way to get those two guys involved in what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, those three guys. And so it's not just Demonis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox or Bus tonight. Mm-hmm. Like Malik Monk takes care of himself. Yep. These other these other three guys, somebody needs to help them get going. It's gotta be Fox. It's gotta be Sabonis.
2: I am right there with you and you mentioned Sabonis. He is my third key. He has to stay aggressive. Yes. When there is a team that cannot guard him, that does not have the defensive presence underneath to make his life difficult, he has to eat. He has to go like 16 of 21. And that is that is just... Oh, forgot to mute. There we go. That is just uh, what it is with Damana Sabonis. So I would like to see him uh, step up tonight and stay aggressive. So that's where that's at. It's time for the handoff. Kenny Carraway in the building. For the handoff. I love that pirates out are wearing, man. Oh, shout out to shout a, out to the pirates. I ain't got uh, nothing uh, but love
4: for the pirates, man. Yeah, the sh- no, I don't know I I don't know is what it. is on in this TV in this studio though. Uh Dick James Van Dyke is do- right James here. is doing play by play right
3: uh, here. it, it is uh, Diagnosis Murder with Dick Van Dyke, and I left it on because uh Betty White was in the first episode when I came in. Hmm. Um uh, like a seventy year old Betty White from many years ago. Uh still a baddie. Yeah, uh, I, I don't even know what's happening at this point, but last time I looked, Scott Bayo was making out with someone. Oh, wow. Uh, May- I like I like
4: May- the Dick Van Dyke show. like Not not this one, the the black and white one. It was a good show. Oh, Mary good. Tyler Moore is the wife. It was the, a good show. the Dick Van Dyke show? Yeah. Yeah. A good
2: you show. know what I heard one critic say about it? It's a complete crap. Oh, wow. And oh. this is completely BS. <laughs> wow, that's a strong.
3: <laughs> wow. Dang. <laughs> You, you, you did see this, right? The implosion? I
2: did. Uh, I it's did. Absolute I was going to say, I was, I was hoping you were going to say no so we could share
4: it with you for the first well, time. Well, sure, sure. sure will I, 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 want, I want to hear it again. You know, I only I, saw it once. All right, great. That's yeah.
5: that's that's outrageous. What happened tonight, th- this is completely BS. That, th- this is shame. Shame for the referees. Shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in the in fourth quarter. Like, how to play the game. I, all, I understand uh, respect for all-stars and all of that, but we have star players on our team as well. How's possible is Scotty Barnes, who is all-star caliber player in this league, he goes every single time to the rim with force and trying to get, get uh, to, to the rim without flopping and, and not trying to get foul calls. He gets two uh, free throws for the whole game. How is that possible? How are you going to explain that, that, that to me? If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. And what, what's happening over here during whole season, I've been holding you back. It's a complete crap. It's
2: a complete crap. Mm. <laughs> It's a
4: complete it's beautiful
2: crowd. dude. If you're he's, gonna if you're gonna rage at a referee, that's the way to do it. And he's right.
4: Yep. He's 100 percent right. The only thing that I would like to see these guys do, um, a little bit more often, and, and they wouldn't wouldn't do it, is call out like the the way these these refs get played by the players. Mm. Instead of just saying like, oh foul calls to this or free throws to that, like yo you're getting played every single time. Yep. Every single time uh, there's a bump and the guy throws his head back all crazy, like you're getting played as a referee. Yep. And they just, they, they allow it to happen every single time. You know, I would point out, too, the, like, I think, I hope the Kings
3: watch a lot of the footage back because they're, they do have players who, in the heat of the moment, do silly things. Like, I, I would like to, like, if Mike Brown had five challenges and, and he used one every time. Demona Sabonis like looked at the ref and acted like he didn't foul somebody. Huh. He would lose every single one of those challenges. <laughs> sure, every time because even we saw it. Well, two games ago, where Sabonis like with his fourth foul was like, "Are you kidding me? How is this possible?" Clear hand on the hip and clear push. Right. Yeah. and you're like, "Hey man, like you're fouling people, mm-hmm. you know." And, and so uh, there are some guys. I, I do think that like if you look at the Scotty Barnes aspect of this. De'Aaron Fox goes to the rim all the time and yep. doesn't get foul calls. And he part of it is because he doesn't do the demonstrative jaw Morant head right. flip and and try to get the call. Right. That's but right. hey, like if that's how he if he doesn't want to play it that way, I'm okay with that.
4: Yeah. Yeah, no, and I and I would I would tell to your original point with Sabonis and, and the coaching staff. Like we we would have a talk with all these guys at practice or shoot around or something and be like, look, if you did not foul, we will challenge. If you look back at us and we say no, that means you fouled. It's the end of discussion. Like move on. What yep. are we? What are we? What are we arguing? I just watched the play. I just watched the play. You fouled them, or at the very least, you guys got to understand they're not going to overturn it, even if it's close. There's got to be people that are like, yeah, they're not going to overturn that. There's not enough to say. it. Yeah,
2: it's it's not it's not within the spirit of the game. It's not hey, you're driving to the rim and you're getting fouled. The, it, if that's the case, then fine. And if if the Lakers last night just got fouled a bunch of times and the Raptors are playing bad defense, and so be it. But like Kenny said earlier, that's not the case. It's guys that are – the move they're doing is strictly to try and go to the free throw line. Right. It's not to try and get to the rack and, hey, I'm too big and strong. You can't guard me. You're going to hack me on the arm. I'm still getting this layup. Right. It, it's, oh, I'm going to – do the, I hate the rip through – is that oh. a basketball? You're not doing anything. You're trying to hit the person's arm. Right.
3: The Chris Paul move.
2: The Chris Paul move. Yeah, we just Kevin call Durant it what it is. does it. Yeah. It's the the tossing the head back every time. You put the ball on the deck, defender get, gets into your jersey and throw the head back, throw the hands. It's 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 like like Kenny said, it's you, it's gaming the refs. It's you, not playing
4: basketball. You find you feel slight contact and you you just jump to your left or right, uh-huh. you know, like out of nowhere and throw the ball up. Like <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's it's why and, and I it's it's a it, I understand what you say, De'Aaron doesn't do it all the time, but he does. it's an NBA thing. It's just it's whack. It's whack. Well, it. well, I'll it tell
3: lot. you this really quickly before we got to go. It's a complete crap. It is a complete crap. The Kings Orlando Magic Woman. go to double overtime, right? Yeah. Double overtime. If they would have had their challenge, which they should have had their challenge because they reviewed something and lost, yeah. mm-hmm. if they would have had their challenge in the last seconds of that game. Then the Paolo Bancaro turnover would have been overturned. Yes, the Kings would not have gone a double overtime on the second night of a back-to-back, and then three games and four nights, they would not be in the same physical shape they are today if it wasn't for that. And that's why these things do actually matter. Like uh, missing on a on a uh, coaching review, it matters.
2: Yeah, I I I agree. I do think though, wasn't the Paolo out of bounds play the second OT?
4: No, that was, was going into regulation. One. Yeah, because he tied the, he tied the game with the Holy with the Christ. possession that he got. Good back. lord, that sent it to to that sent overtime. It to double overtime.
3: Oh no, I think that sent it to the the no, first overtime. No, because he
4: he hit a three in regulation, and then Malik hit a two mm. in regulation to send it to overtime. Okay,
2: boy, what a mess. All right, well, that's fun, um, Kenny. What do you guys got coming up?
4: Uh, kings Pistons. We're gonna try and figure out what's going on with these Kings. Yeah, it's yeah. a weird win. It's like a win, but it's kind of like, I mean, I guess. Yeah, it can't even really be too excited about it. We'll, I, we'll,
2: we'll talk loss. about it.
6: Yeah, yeah, Better we'll definitely loss. talk about
2: it. All right, that's coming up next. d and KC right here on ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Leader.
6: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.